Welcome back to another episode of the Olivia C Podcast with your host, Bianca Franco. So today I have Justin Guthrie with me here today. Uh, I met Justin about a year ago on when he first started scuba diving. And now he has about like 55 dives under his belt and he's an advanced open water diver and he's on his way to be a dive master. So that was one of the number one reasons why I have him on this podcast here today. Uh, you're a scuba diver, you're in love with the ocean, and you love to film. So I thought it'd be really fun to have you on. So welcome. Welcome to the Olivia C Podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, almost didn't hear you again. We had audio oh, troubles shit. earlier. And I, <laughs> I didn't hear you. Um, so today we're going to be talking about like our passion for the ocean, our love for film, and getting all to that. But And then we're going to work our way into my favorite season, October. So as I mentioned in my last podcast, I like scary stuff and it's my favorite season. So we're gonna talk about uh, five fears that people are scared of to get into scuba diving. So we'll work our way into that and get started in there, but we should probably get to know you a little better first before we jump into that. So I think the best way to start off is why did you start scuba diving? Because I saw you when you first started and so why did that start you off yeah so originally in the way I, I got into it was kind of by chance uh, I met had a, met a guy at the gym um, we'd both been doing CrossFit for about the same amount of time doing a lot of workouts together well he's actually from the Cayman Islands and That's was cool. um, and living it yeah so, but he was only living in Tucson for the year, um, working for TEP, the electric mm-hmm. company here, for a year. And then from, it was just as a co-op, and then he was going back. So I'd already, uh, so whenever he had back, you know, we became good friends. I was like, I'm going to, I'll come out and visit you. So I had plans to go out and visit without being a certified diver. I was like, I'm just going to go out and visit. And then uh, I think I saw a group on, um, for, uh, to get certified via, as to be a, get certified to, be, to do scuba diving and and so i you know messaged him like hey you know are you are you certified he's like yeah it's like hmm i guess I'll, I'll look into that so i went ahead and signed up and um um also like text my friend ian which you also have met mm-hmm. um saying hey i'm gonna uh, sign up for this group on to go get certified to, to scuba dive if you're interested and sure enough he he jumped in too and and this so is now before we, we you went to the Cayman Islands? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. So before okay. I went to the island, because it was like, okay, um, because I'm going to go there, let's, like, that's something I Might as well. Right. And so both both Ian and I got in and uh, got certified. And, you know, through the process, you know, you go through, they, they want you to buy your fins, your masks, snorkel, mm-hmm. uh, your, your, um, uh, your, um, SMB, your uh, your buoy, your and your boots and all and this boots. stuff, yeah. And so all that, and then it's like, well, you know, we went through the class when we were using all rental gear, but then it's like, you know what? I don't want to just finish this and be certified, and you know, oh, I did it that one time, and now I do it every like five years. Right. So right. both of us, like, we ended up like, all right, we bought our computer, we bought our BC, we bought our regulator um all that good all that all the stuff so that we need 
all that major stuff before you went into the ocean? Yeah. yeah. That's some so commitment right there. Oh my, my gosh. Our, our open water certification, we uh, wow. were both our, our brand new year. Um, the only, I think the only thing that both of us rented um, for that first trip was our wetsuit. Out of all that, you rented your wetsuit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. So what what would have happened if like you got all this gear and you didn't like the sport? Um, Did you I, already I, know that you were gonna like I, it? Getting into the pool, like I was like, this is pretty cool. I I, I felt very comfortable with it. It's just I had um it, it, it again. It's kind of one of those like okay, if I've got the gear, I gotta go use it. So I, I didn't really okay. I, I like I'm gonna I'm going to enjoy this. I'm glad I did. Well, yeah. And so what was your initial reaction when you first got into the water when you were in Mexico? The very first time, you know, just jumping in and it's just like, you're just looking around like, yeah. oh, like there's just so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the, think the, the fish that stand out the most is the, uh, right. the king angels. Mm-hmm. You see so, so many of them in San Carlos. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really cool. And then um, you got to see the sea lions then too, right? Yeah, and actually that first trip, I didn't see that many sea lions. I know um, you and Sarah did, um, yeah, but yeah. with us doing our skills and everything, we were just kind of That's off right. away. So it, that makes sense. knock these things out, and then we can go explore. So we didn't see as many um, on that trip, but I've been now a couple other times that uh, there's just, there, there are a ton of The sea fun. puppies. I don't, um, yeah, the, the pups of the sea. Mm-hmm. So, and really so right, right after that, you went to the Cayman Islands. Yeah, so that was, um, that was May of last year, May of 18. And then I went basically end of June of 18 out to the Cayman Islands. And got to go do seven dives, seven dives there. And that was the first few I did without my friend. He wasn't able to take off the whole week from work. So I just went out um, to a shop and um, did some dives there. And again, that was just a whole other experience. You know, the visibility in San Carlos is great, but it's just night right. and day. Um, Completely different. And then, you know, the, the, the temperature of the water too. Is, I mean, I was in just, just shorts, which I don't do anymore just to... Right. to protect myself but um, we went it was cold you're right it was a bit colder yeah yeah um like that one i'm pretty sure i had a five mil wetsuit mm-hmm. for that that very first trip but then again in, in um in cayman i'm just in gym shorts that was it. right that's <laughs> how i started off in bali too it was just with oh, my yeah. uh, my bathing suit and then i worked my way up to rash guard to protect myself right. from the coral and stuff like that but yeah, it's night and day when you go to an island like that. And Mexico, like you said, is beautiful. It's just yeah. a different place. So it's yeah. completely different. And you get these new experiences. And you were able to use your GoPro then, right? And start filming? Because you weren't so, able to yeah. in Mexico yet. <laughs> well, and actually, so um, my first trip there in San Carlos, mm-hmm. I actually had a, or have, amount just to put on my VC mm-hmm. that so I jumped in okay record and record the whole dive and 
so Chris uh, was my uh, instructor down there in San Carlos. He's like, yeah, normally I would say, you know, no, no cameras at all. But because you, I, I wasn't like messing with it during the dive, he was okay with it. That's cool. But, but going back to it, it was like, it's, there's so much it, footage. And, yeah, <laughs> it and then like, it's kind of like all over the place too, because you have it on your PC. Right. When like you think that you're, you know, where you, the camera's pointed is like, oh yeah, I'm getting something cool, but it's not. Or right. You know, it's not, you still catch some good stuff, but it's not, not quite like, uh, you know, using the uh, the selfie stick or whatever they use it, which is what I ended up um, using in San Carlos. And I actually had another GoPro, so I was actually able to give that one to my friend to use while we were down there, which is a lot more fun because yeah. here I'm getting footage, he's getting footage, so like we, get, you know, able to get footage of each other. Yes. Um, and while we're on that topic of that trip specifically, a valuable lesson learned was, <laughs> so I had my uh, GoPro 6, and so that one is waterproof um, without housing. Mm-hmm. And so I've gone to, like I said, the first couple of days was I went without my friend, um, went just to a shop. And I, I just dropped in. I didn't like call ahead of time. And so I go in and like, oh, well, we're, we're kind of full, um, but you can come back this afternoon because yeah. I've gone in the morning. Like, okay, well, no worries. I'm not like in any rush. So I just went down the road and uh, found a nice little beach to jump in and um, just snorkel. Yeah. And, and so I had it out of that, out of the housing to, to record some video. Well, out of the housing, you can only go to 30 feet in ha- with a, the special housing for it. And you can go to, um, you know, 100, 150 feet, you know, past, past, past recreational limits. Right. Well, so then I, put it in afterwards and it, it uh, even with the anti-fog tabs in there it still fogged up really bad even though like okay dried it off yeah put it in have anti-fog tabs and it was still really foggy so like the the first like couple dives that, that i had there that with the footage <laughs> so oh my gosh well i've learned a lot of lessons too like uh when i was in mexico and me and sarah were playing with the sea lions and this bull comes up to her and like gets into oh. her face because I don't know yeah. what she was doing. I think she was just too close to the other sea lions. And um, I was like, oh my God, I got this shot on camera. And I'm, yeah. cause I'm pointing the GoPro towards her and I'm so excited and I turned it right. on and it's recording and everything. I had it on picture mode. I was so mad. Oh. <laughs> like, and, you don't see that happen. To, I, don't even do, I don't even do picture mode on the GoPro. I mean, like I just, record I don't know, and like I was on, just too excited. Full picture out of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. It was so <laughs> sad because I was like, oh my God, I would love this show though. The instructors that because they talk about that in class. Like yeah. if you oh, yeah. mess mm-hmm. with the sea lions, you know, they will give you a warning and come up and bark at you and you can smell your the fish on their breath. Like they make a big deal like that's mm-hmm. the warning to get away. And I'm like, yeah. I can use this as a video for their classes. Yeah. Like I had this whole thing going on in my head yeah. Yeah. and those, I get yeah. back to it. And I'm like, oh my God, and it's just like a picture of a rock. I was so mad. <laughs> so right. now I always make sure that the video is on before I start like recording something in particular, but that I'm was. You can also have the, uh, this, the auto on function. Or it's just like you hit, like it's off. You hit the record button, give it a couple seconds, it turns on, it starts recording. Well, I had the, at that time, the really, really old GoPro, like the three yeah. plus. 
so that one that was is I was still learning how to use that, and so yeah, I did I did that. But I just upgraded yeah. to the new seven black thing. Yeah, good. Yeah, good, so good. that will be uh, nice for uh, new trips. I saw the from GoPro today the the uh, they have they came out with the eight. Oh and my god, really? Yeah. What does it well, do? So the only the only so the main things that I saw that were more razu, which didn't really matter to me, that you it, it you can mount to it without the little skeleton frame. Whoop you do, and then it, it can do um, instead of 720p uh, live streaming, it can do 1080p live streaming. And so it's then, just uh, like upgrading your new Apple phone. <laughs> it really wasn't that much. Um, like I said, to me the 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 to be able to um, mount to it without like a little skeleton frame. I didn't really care about that because it's not right. like that big of a deal, especially mm -hmm. if I'm putting it into a, a dive housing. So. Okay. And yeah, I, never I used literally it just got it in the mail today. So, <laughs> <laughs> and they just no, no, upgraded. You're, you're, you're better off of that because uh, like what, 40, I don't know, probably 60 bucks cheaper than the, the new one. So. Okay, good. Yeah, well, because since I'm moving and going to do all these diving in uh, New Zealand, mm -hmm. I was like, I need to upgrade my did you, GoPro. Did you get a dive housing for it? Did I get what? Did you get a dive housing for it? Not yet. At one okay. step at a time. <laughs> but yeah. I have my old housing. I was going to see if that fits. I know it's not going to fit, but, and then I was going to mm -hmm. wait to buy that afterwards. Okay. But yeah, I figured I should probably upgrade since I finally start filming again. I'm so excited. I keep right. seeing your films yeah. and all your dives yeah. and stuff, and it makes me so jealous. I'm like, I want to be able to film again. And so you were it's, just, it's where were you recently? So the, the, the last, the last video that I posted, um, and I'm trying to think, um, so I, that wasn't my last dive, but, um, doing the, the dive master candidate stuff, they don't right. want us to have cameras, which is understandable. So I, 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 don't, I haven't been taking any videos during those dives, which is fine. Um, but that last one was with my fiance we were down, um, I was out for Labor Day weekend and we drove down to the Pensacola, um, Orange Beach area. Mm -hmm. So this was Fort Pickens, which is actually a national park, which is kind of cool. It's like, oh, get to dive in a national park. That is and, cool. and the first, the day before we actually tried diving, um, in the Alabama side, not the Florida side. And it was the, the, uh, um, the hurricane was going through, which we were on just good part right there where it's the only part that's okay, but it still has a lot of waves and surge yeah. in where we were at. It's actually lost a fin um, during that one. <laughs> oh my we're, gosh. We were going to go and do a, uh, try, we were doing a, it was a shore dive that actually had a, um, a wreck that was mm -hmm. that close to the shore. So we were actually we going to go out and do that, but we just couldn't it was just the way the waves were too there's much there's no way you can get over those waves yeah yeah and which I, and i told her afterwards like you know the waves that we saw here is about the same as we, the waves we saw on our last dive in hawaii um but those those waves there that, i mean that was a boat dive so that, you know right. you basically and it will just drop down and get away right. from the you're out of the waves but so the one that we ended up doing the next day because it was there in that national park and it's kind of on the other side, so it's not like where the the 
the Gulf Coast is directly hitting it. It's kind of in on the inside of it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, but it, it turned out to be like it's like okay, it, it really made me appreciate San Carlos because um, we we dropped down and we just don't really see as much as like what we we've seen. Um, but we go through and it's jellyfish jellyfish season, which again oh. it's like why I'm like okay, we're in the full full yeah. wetsuit, four gloves. Um, neither of us had our hoods with us mm-hmm. um so it was just like well protect ourselves as much oh, for the best yeah well so the day before we like at the end of like the attempted dive uh-huh. we, we were like came up like no this is not good because we, we got getting stung right here so, on so face. how many jellyfishes were there like were they just well so off? yeah so so that first day because of all the the waves and everything, the visibility was absolutely terrible. Right. So you, you couldn't even see them, you know, or until they were like right here. Um, so then the second day, the visibility was so was so much better because of where we were at. Mm-hmm. And so it was like you could see them, like, and you could appreciate them. Like, okay, right. there's one, there's <laughs> one. Just okay, stay away. Right. Um, but then we 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 did that, and Aspen she actually found a. Little little squid about yay, uh, not squid. Um, octopus about yay big. She found it, and so I, I got up on it, and he's zooming around and found a little That's rock to so blend cool. in, and went off again. And it's, it, was, it was cool to see him change the colors and everything. Right. And then, um, you know, that was only about a thirty-five foot dive, and so you know, our our, our decompression was very, uh, you know, our nitrogen nitrogen levels were very low. So I was like, we got up, finished the dive, and then um, I told her, like, let's just change tanks and let's go again, because we we were already like an hour, like, it wasn't like we were close to anything to go get food or something. Um, so the next one, it was like, it was like two completely different dives. Like, that first one was a lot of like smaller stuff that we saw, plus jellyfish. And then the next one, same, same spot, but like, we ended up getting, getting caught in some current. So it washed us down a little bit to this old pier, but because it was an old pier, it started becoming like an, like an artificial reef. So there was a lot of right. life around there. There were these, um, uh, they call them um, Atlantics. I, it was one of the guys that I met at Finney's Landing. Um, he, he point, I, I showed him the, the, the video and he said that they were uh, the, these fish that kept coming up and rubbing up on our fins. They, come up and just like rub up on you like a cat would rub, on, rub up on your leg. Okay, And that's interesting. Called, um, um, Atlantic spadefish. And so there were those, and then... Did you get any uh, video of that? Yeah, yeah, there's... The, okay, okay, cool. Um, and then on top of that, so after that... That's see what pretty else. cool. Oh, so, you know, you, you know, like you were talking about Sarah having that bull like right in front of her, right? Right. So I, I look over and all of a sudden I see in front of Aspen, this huge jellyfish just right in front of her. I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and it's like, she, like, she's just like so close that couldn't tell, just like mesmerized by the center of it. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's a jelly. <laughs> and I, again, it's like again one of those things where I thought I got good, I didn't get a good footage of her, I do have footage of that jellyfish, but right. I thought I had that of her like right in front of it. Oh my gosh. But then to top it all off, I was like so surprised 
I go through a turn and I see an eagle ray, a blue spotted eagle ray. And I'm like, no way. I was not expecting no an eagle ray in this area. I, I don't even like try to make noise and I grab Aspen on her BC like, right. look. <laughs> and like, after she, she didn't know what I was trying to point out to her. She's like, oh. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know how to sign, like, what the hell do I say in Eagle, Eagle Ray? So I'm like, uh, so I've got um, a Eagle co- Covert uh, BC, which has an American flag on it. So I'm like, uh-huh. pointed to the American flag, and then it's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'll tell you a stop. <laughs> She's just like, it's already gone past. I don't know what you're talking right. about. Right. Oh my gosh. Which, but- we saw an old one in uh, Kona. Um, which he was like lost his like no longer had the spots lost his tail he was old and battered. Oh my gosh! But like to see this this younger one mm-hmm. with beautiful blue spots is just like oh yes. Just come right past you too. They sneak up on you mm-hmm. those animals. They're so oh, yeah. quiet. like you think you can hear everything, but it's come and go. Oh, yeah. You can have like yeah. a big. I have someone told me like the whale shark swim right past them. Didn't even yeah. see him because it was behind them, and that's a huge ass animal. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. But it happens the, where it sneaks up on you like that. Yeah, and I was at the gym uh, today, and like, I went to go grab my water bottle, which has a, a well shark, uh, not well shark, a tiger shark on it. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the girls there, oh, did you, did you swim with one? I'm like, not that I know of. <laughs> right. <laughs> I could, but maybe I don't know. Right. Oh my gosh. But like, but going back to that jellyfish though, how did Aspen feel like, did, was she scared when she initially finally saw it? I mean, at first it's like, you, you just gotta stay calm, you know, you don't, right. you don't freak out. You're just like, well, okay, I'm just gonna, and, and part of the part of it too is just kind of worrying, like I said, that, that, that dive, we kind of got pulled into some current. Mm-hmm. So like at any second, it feels like just push right, right into her. But, so it's just kind of like, okay, avoid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a little bit of a, a freak out, but again, just kind of try and stay calm. And she, if she is an experienced diver too, I'm assuming if she can stay calm like that, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yes and no. I mean, so she, she's, she's done her night truck. She's done her night. Uh, she just signed up for her deep diving. Um, nice. All of some of the things that I've helped kind of push to like, hey, you should do these. Um, mm-hmm. Especially because when we were, we were down there, um, I tried to sign up like, get on a boat charter um and there's one that was to this old aircraft carrier but oh, it's a uh, it's a deep dive and so mm-hmm. i was like yeah we better not do that until you do you get your certification right uh, but no she she just got uh her certification in uh, april no no finished it in may her last two dives were up at lake pleasant uh cinco de mayo lake pleasant that's always fun to dive yeah it's yeah, I was there this weekend, and the visibility was. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I mean, it, it, it varies when you go right. down. If you get deeper, it's it's a whole lot better. But and that, you and if you get, get closer to winter time, it's super clear. It's just a bit cold. Get um, closer. But did you in winter? Oh yeah. Okay. It's a little colder, but the visibility is much better. You know. Okay. But did um you influence her to start diving or no, was she a diver already? No, that's how we met. We she was doing she was at the her pool session um mm-hmm. for uh with with Ashley. She was at her pool session with Ashley and that's where we met. Um but she, we uh, 
there's a we kind of like look at it, there's there's so many things that kind of like lined up to where we were able to meet because she wasn't able to get certified earlier um or didn't um so she was she's air force and she was she was stationed in oahu um and there was somebody that uh had passed away earlier from a scuba scuba diving accident she doesn't know what happened but that kind of like mm, she didn't because of that she kind right. of kind of hesitated didn't really want to get into it then and then um she was down in australia and, was like, and she wanted to get certified then she was actually there for a good amount of time but she had a, a bad head cold and couldn't oh, get over yeah. it to, to be able to, so she, she, she wouldn't be able to equalize and, and so so she didn't get to cert, get certified then so it's just it pushed it to later on and then so again it's one of those kind of everything like lined up just right to where right. we were able to, so everything really happens good. for a reason i think right. i bet she's going to want to go back to australia though and go dive there oh, that'd be definitely. awesome and I, and I would love to go go there too so right so you guys can go dive together oh my gosh yeah. that's so cute yeah and um we we jumped ahead a little bit so okay so you i met you as, <laughs> as a beginner diver and now you're working your way up to dive master what inspired you to kind of get into that realm of helping people learn how to dive so it, it kind of jumped in from um so last year when i was in cayman i was seeing people doing using nitrox and they're jumping in the in the water before me and getting out after me, which I now know is actually more about your air consumption, not so much that it's nitrox. Right. Um, right. But because of the nitrox, I was like, oh, I want to, I want to be able to use that. And so I looked on on the 72's website, and for the nitrox, so it was like, okay, I could do this class, or there's the advanced class, which um, included nitrox, um, deep um navigation uh stress and rescue and react right but i could go through and do that as um and, and just bundle it and get all those certifications instead of just the nitrox um so i you know basically just like okay well let me do that so i just kind of like as i jumped into that then um you know kind of just enjoyed doing the the stress and rescue is kind of you know you know uh, we we talked about this separately about how um yeah. life started before and so there's a lot of there's parts of it that kind of translate um it's kind of a lot of the same just now that you're adding um air supply um yeah. and yeah. air supply and then you're also looking at you know deeper situations and different um different elements you know your nit nitrogen uh, is is you know, if it's not treated right, then it, it can be, uh, it can really hurt you. That's what yeah, you know, really, really. <laughs> but, but no, so it's been, it's been a really good experience. Um, definitely being more fit is definitely helps with, with being able to do that, those type of, uh, activities to be able to help people out of the water and, um, you know, bring them back to the boat or something like that. So um it's just kind of one of those that, again just started getting into it and then the 72 clocks are just like hey you should do this and you should <laughs> so they, they just they did they just they did a lot of encouraging right. hey you should try it. you should do this as as well so it was like okay well, <laughs> so 72 aquatics is kind of like a family once you kind of join into their group you kind yeah. of just have this little tight-knit group of people and you just want to be a part of it all the time right that's kind of right. what happened to me they're just stuck with me because now i live around the corner from the shop and i just pop yeah. in whenever and say hi right. and 
It's just like well, a little family. Any anytime I go in there, usually it's like, okay, I want to go in. I'm going to be there like 15 minutes, and it's like, no, it's like an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oops. Yeah. But how was your stress and rescue class? Because that's a class that I signed up for, and I am too scared to take. So I've seen uh, someone else do the stress and rescue class before uh, I signed up. So I was on a trip. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think it was the one you guys were on. But I was with Sarah, and everyone started pointing and laughing at the people in the water. And I looked over. I'm like, what are they doing? And one of the instructors told me, they're like, oh, they're doing a stress and rescue. Someone fell yeah. off the boat. And right. but people were all like laughing and started videotaping. And I was like, this is what I signed up to do. There's no way I <laughs> want to do this. And so I've yeah. been so scared to do it just because I just don't want people like watching me try to rescue this person. And I heard that from Chris, he was telling me, they know your skills. They know how good you are when they're yeah. training you. And they'll try to push the limits to where they push your stress level to see how much you can handle right. in a real life yeah. situation. So I was wondering, since you took that class, how was that class for you? Was it really that bad or is it just me overreacting? I'm going to say it's you overreacting <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I, and just the analysis from the way you can describe that, I would say that it's a little more of you being embarrassed of what other people yeah, see, how you I, do. I guess so. If you, if you go in and don't necessarily perform quite to what what they expected, they're going to sit down and talk with you like, hey, you know, hey, you did this well but you need to work on this um, and try this different, you know, do this a little differently and it'll, it'll make it better, you know. Um, but really like a lot of the, the stress and rescue, you know, you're looking, you want to be able to, a lot of the class revolves around uh, recognizing stress and being able to mitigate it before you get in the water um, mm -hmm. because, and then also mitigate it um, before you start your dive. Like let's say that you, <clears throat> you're jumping in the water and you notice stress, you want to start, you want to be able to mitigate it before you, you don't want somebody to start a dive and they're already stressed because once they get down, right. it's worse. Same goes with, you don't want somebody jumping in the water if they're, if they're stressed before jumping in the water because they're going to, you know, it's just going to get worse once they get in the water. Um, so a, a part of that, you know, becomes just recognizing the stresses. Um, and I, I can, I, could, I think that you're probably a little more, um, would be worried about the, the rescue. And then this just kind of becomes practicing techniques. I think the biggest I thing that the I- I have techniques down. I'm just worried about people watching me do the techniques. So, okay, so, so <laughs> yeah. it's more about the, what are people gonna think of me? So don't worry about it, you know? I don't know. It's, I just have this thing always that I don't like people watching. So I've always yeah. tried to sign up oh, for Oh, you don't like people when... watching, but now, now you have this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really weird. Okay, this is much easier. I'm in my own home. There's no people watching me. It's totally weird. <laughs> so I even tried messaging like the instructors. I was like, well, when is it they're like, there's 10 people on the boat compared to 30 people on the boat? Because then I won't be right. so bad. But I just right. really need to get over this fear of my own, of my own insecurity of people watching me. Because it's, yeah. otherwise, I know the techniques and the rescue that I've done all that in the pool. I just yeah. don't want to do it in front of people. That's the only <laughs> thing holding me back. <laughs> uh, 
So what if it was a real like okay, you go through past and then it's a real situation. Like oh, don't watch me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch me save this person. Right. I think that would be like a fight or flight situation where you know yeah. you want to help that person, but yeah. knowing that I'm put in a situation to where everyone's going to be watching me pretend to save someone, I think it's completely different. I would hope yeah. so in that situation. Yeah. But, um, I mean, going okay, I haven't like okay, just getting into this, so I haven't really had to actually save anybody right. actually. Uh, right. It's all been or pretend um yeah but there there has been a little bit here and there like okay again noticing stresses and just trying to um help mitigate those stresses and help you know people out um to make sure you know make them comfortable but to kind of go back to the history uh, i have had to stay save people for lifeguarding mm-hmm. and you know most of them were whenever i was actually you know uh, okay it's my job I'm on duties, stuff like that. I've got my my uh, hot dog. I've got everything on me, ready to go. And whereas one was actually um, at the lake um, in in New Mexico, where a guy was a guy was cliff jumping, and he didn't know how to swim. <laughs> oh <And> my gosh! <laughs> in that moment, I was like, jump! I I was like, okay, I'll I jump in and go to pull him pull him back to back to shore, um, and. It, kind of one of those things too is like you know okay know how to get them and then get, get them to the side but if it comes too much go down they don't right. want to go down right so wow that's crazy why would someone drop off a cliff they don't know how to swim that's um bad crazy. friends bad bad friends because they were those guys these were guys peer pressure uh, type thing yeah exactly his his, his friends um, were peer pressuring him they pulled up on a boat saying hey you, you know jump in or you're almost uh you're uh right. not a not a good word <laughs> right. <laughs> right gosh that'd be so scary and so you're a lifeguard beforehand is that what maybe like pushed you into scuba diving like where did this love of the water come from for you it just, it just <laughs> well, literally happened it, it just kind of literally, I mean, it's just kind of. And then natural, you jumped like, in and like, oh yeah, I like this. This is cool. Right. I mean, I'm, you know, originally from New Mexico, landlocked state. Now live in uh, Arizona, landlocked mm-hmm. state. Lived in uh, Arkansas, a landlocked state. Like, <laughs> so it's just, lucky us. <laughs> but like, like, why? You know, it, the ocean and all the you know all it has. It's just a whole new world. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and- I, I can't really pinpoint where it actually started, but I mean, I also know that, you know, at a young age, when we would go to the lake, you know, I always enjoyed that. Um, I never really thought about scuba diving then. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting too, because my, my dad, he, he was a big scuba diver. Um, and he never really did much like going out on adventures, but he would do it for work. And what does he do for work? So he used to work on the Z machine, which is for the San Diego National Labs, and they would have to go through and get out um, any air bubbles. And they actually, it got to the point that they were actually like, hey, for anybody that comes in to do this, it's an extra 10 bucks an hour to go through and like use these (laughs) to get the the air bubbles out. Like, you don't even have to give me that extra. (laughs) But (laughs) But, like he, so he used to, to do that and you know has you know it's been year many many years since he 
has um, been diving. And then my mom also got certified. Um, at, this is a blue hole in New Mexico, which is um, wow. uh, Eastern. You literally have a family of divers. That's pretty cool. Kind of. Well, but, but she always certified. have a dive buddy, though. Well, but, but she got certified and then was like, uh-uh, does, wasn't really into it. And then like I said, oh. I, yeah, it's been many, many, many years, but I, I would love to get him back into it. I'm sure if you encouraged it a little, he would get back into it. Well, and, and I would love to try and take my mom somewhere where she could see stuff because we're where she went in New Mexico. It's just a, hey, this is where it, it'd be like going to Pleasant in a way. Right. Well, that's the, my mom had a fear of diving too. And I finally, I took her to La Jolla Shores and we snorkeled. And once she got over her fear of the waves and stuff and saw her first leopard shark, when she finally saw mm -hmm. something, that's when she's like, yeah. okay. And I couldn't get her right. out of the water. I'm like, okay, I think we need to go back <laughs> now. And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah, like you said, if you can take her to a place where she can see something, that's a whole nother experience yeah. where you get that connection right. with the ocean and just like you, like you start got in the water and you saw all this stuff. And then all of a sudden you realized how much you actually liked it. So this is another right. experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did you have any fears before you started scuba diving or are you just, I never really have. And I know, you know, there's always the people say, Oh, the sharks. Oh, I'm like, right. I want to I see the sharks. I want to see the sharks. And, and, you know, going back to the, going back to the Eagle Ray, that was when I was in Cayman, I knew that, you know, I could see it and I, I'd seen pictures and I was like, oh, I want to see one of those. And so the whole trip, you know, I would tell my, my buddy, I'm like, I want to see an Eagle Ray, I want to see an Eagle Ray. And then like the last dive or the second last dive, somewhere around there that we see a, a reef shark. I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm kicking, just going after it with a goat, right. with, with a cat. Oh, okay, cool. And then, like, we get back to the surface, and my buddy's like, "Did you see the eagle?" And I'm like, "What? No!" Oh, <laughs> no. While I was going after the shark, here comes the eagle ray. Um, I mean, shark eagle ray—you can't really go wrong with that, right? But as far as like water critters, um, like, like the uh, alligators and crocodiles, no. And then, I think I would do alligators and crocodiles. Wow. I just wouldn't yeah I, I would kind of actually would like to do that like dive with them yeah that's like no. on my bucket list thing to do. like in a cave <laughs> no I want to get up in the you know film them right up and close get those jaws and then, right right yeah. right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your famous last words <laughs> get those jaws <laughs> yeah no I wouldn't do the anaconda like we talked about before yeah that's something because yeah. those I mean alligators and stuff are just as powerful but anacondas I just cannot picture my that's not how I want to go yeah one well, that's yeah that that the video that you would share on your your Facebook page that was with anaconda that was yeah, no and then another one again this was more of the um, yeah I, I can't imagine diving in an area where you'd see these but the the uh, water moccasins or cotton mouse whichever way you want to call mm -hmm. them Real angry snakes. Yeah. I can do uh, less without that, but otherwise, yeah. I think I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, the only other things, like I know, whenever we we started that, whenever I, I started that, you know, the scorpion fish, like, oh, don't touch those, don't touch those. Right. And now it's like, okay, 
as long as you're not dropping down and just hitting the bottom where you could maybe accidentally run into one, they're really not that bad. They're kind of cool. They're cool to see when you do see them. And it's like, okay, again, kind of like with the, the jellyfish, like, okay, there's one, just stay away. Just t- stay your distance. Yeah, a lot of stuff that happens with animals are usually human error. If you get too close, you don't not right. work on your buoyancy or whatever you're right. doing, it's yeah. usually human error. So I feel like everything in the ocean head, you shouldn't really be too afraid if you're educated enough and right. know what you're doing. Like you should know what you're yeah. doing if you're going in the water anyway. So you should be, you know, trained well enough and have a good enough buddy around to keep, you make sure you're doing right. your own thing and stuff like that. So I don't know. Animals is this, not a big fear for me at least. No. Um, as far as like, yeah, fears of diving would be like to be around a, a wreck and have some certain surge where like you get pulled in or something, you I know. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, water is really powerful. You um, don't want to underestimate yeah. the power of water. I know um, Ian was telling me about uh, one of his San Diego dives that one of the, the wrecks down there that they they lose people in that wreck every once in a while because they'll get close to this area and it's got a bad surge of suck you in and they can't get out. Yeah. How does that even <laughs> That's so scary. I'm trying to imagine myself in that situation and I don't know, like how would you save your dive buddy from that? That's just crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it'd be one of those, yeah, you, you don't. I mean, you, you, you gotta know, save yourself like, first, you, right? You have to analyze, in just in this press rescue situation too, you gotta analyze the, the scenario. Okay, you don't want to go in to try and save somebody unless it's safe for yourself too. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't want to scare all our people away from the Right. But, you know, but, yeah, you know, it, it, it all takes a bunch of, you know, different trainings. Um, well, there is people out there. Wait, what? Oh, sorry. I have another wreck diving cer- certification, but I'm sure that there's, you know, talk about that, you know, things to avoid like that. Yeah, wreck diving is a whole nother level. I haven't gotten that certification either. I've only seen the one in Bali, and that was like a shore wreck dive. It was only yeah. at least, at the very most, 30 feet. So that wasn't much of a wreck dive, but it was beautiful to see. It just wasn't. And some of the, uh, I mean, yes, a lot of wrecks are actually usually deeper. Um, right. that's, that's definitely something to, to take into account. But a lot of it too, to, to take into account, even if it's shallow, is usually, unless you, you, know, it, you know it well, or the group you're with knows it well, mm-hmm. you don't want to be entering it. You want to just, right. okay. Uh, yeah, I was just swimming around it and just looking at the pretty core that's growing off of it and stuff like that. But right. I don't think there was much to go into it. It was so old that it's just pretty much coral now. It was really cool. Oh, okay. But, that's cool. Uh, yeah, wreck diving is a whole nother level. I want to get into that one day, but I need to get over my stress and rescue first until I get into yeah. wreck diving. What about the crowd? Right, yeah, yeah. Oh. Go over Planet that, Planet my Planet fear. Planet Planet <laughs> but since we're talking about fears, we're going to um, talk about five fears that people, like stop people from scuba diving. Can right. you guess what the number one fear is? I'd say the, the sh- well, I'd say sharks, but mm-hmm. then on some token, I think it's claustrophobia. Well, Those I are very good answers. 
Yeah. But the, the number one fear is drowning. Really? Okay. Yeah. Which I huh. could kind of relate to because when I first started scuba diving, I was uh, first scared, like terrified of people being there because I didn't have a dive buddy. I would have to go mm -hmm. out and meet people. Um, yeah. But I also didn't know how to swim. I learned how to swim just a few years ago. And so I'm okay. like, okay, well, I really want to be a marine biologist. I want to get on that path. So I'm going to start scuba diving. I really yeah. should learn how to swim. Well, and yeah. so then I talked to one of the guys, the instructor there, and they're like, oh, you'll be fine. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. So we tried it out at the pool, and they're like, okay, you have to do 10 laps back and forth, and if you can't, you you can't pass the class. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to swim. I told them that I can kind of swim, but that was one of my fears that not drowning it was to stay above water. And... Mm -hmm. Once you have the fins and your wetsuit and you're so right. much buoyant, more buoyant, right. that fear went away for me okay. until I got to Mexico and I was the last one off the boat. I wouldn't get into the water. I was looking yeah. at the wind and I was like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. I might drown. And realistically, having the regulator in my mouth and continuing to breathe and all that, once I got into the water, that fear went away. But yeah. I could see where not being educated and not being in the situation, having that fear of drowning might come up since I also didn't know how to swim. But a lot yeah. of people know how to swim. That's very rare for a lot of people that don't know how to swim. But Well, it, it's it's more common than you think. And I, it's, really? it's surprising. Um, yeah, I, I know one of my, my sister's exes, uh, you, know, you know, she's what 28 now and he knows you know so he, he's about her age and he yeah. was, i don't i don't think he, he think he still doesn't know how to swim um and i knew somebody else that also didn't know how to swim and it just yeah it surprises me well i still don't consider myself a strong swimmer because i feel like since i throw on fins and everything and it gives me right. that you know area to the, that, swim properly that. but yeah. I don't have that fear anymore. I can tell you that. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think ways to get over that fear is like you said, having all the extra gear that mm -hmm. helps you is okay, let's get in the pool and put everything on and you see see like, okay, I don't have to really swim. I'm just kinda here. Well also you shouldn't like push your limits. You should take it slow and easy and as right. little as comfortable as you should. Right. If no, anyone saying, does have that fear, like just take right. it slow. It's the best way to get right. through super diving. It's not like fast-paced sport. You should go be going mm -hmm. slow anyways because you don't want to miss the things that are swimming right in front of you. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. That you want to be able to get yeah, to try everything out in the pool. Okay, this like, especially if, if that's something that you're kind of afraid of. Like, okay, let's start off in the shallow end with all the gear. Okay, okay, I got this. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Well, that was our number one which okay but the second one is what you guessed the first time so the second one is fear sharks yeah okay yeah, yeah. and even um, when i took my class my open water class someone asked uh i don't remember who it was but they're like what about the sharks and, and in mexico in particular you don't see sharks very often it's if you see right. a shark it's so rare and yeah. even they even if they see you first and they see your bubbles they go the opposite way they're not coming well, anywhere near you. 
Right. And I'd be curious on the, the statistics for shark attacks, A, and then B, shark attacks um, for snorkelers, C, shark right. attacks for um, scuba divers. Right. Well, there's a big difference between like the free divers and snorkelers in one group right. and the scuba divers in the other group because they are in the uh, above right. and yeah. where your scuba mm -hmm. divers, you are below, there's a big difference in ratio for that. And so for scuba diving in particular, you don't have much to worry about. Like if you see right. a shark, you should be grateful that you saw that shark. Because right. that's like the one thing I want to see all the time when I get in the water is like, hopefully I see a shark today. Right. Like, that's just my goal. But um, I mean, if you're not <laughs> educated, like we said before, I could see that fear as well. When there was a gal that uh, asked when I saw in uh, Alabama on that first day that we were trying to do the dive, and she, she said that she actually got bit um, during a dive um, on her calf, which she showed us her calf. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even see, I don't really recognize the scar, but I, I'll take your word for it. Right. But the thing that she said is that she had this anklet, like a silver anklet that, you know, shiny. And so, Shark price saw it as a oh well, I'm gonna go bite that and right because of a Let go. Did she tell you what kind of shark? I don't. Uh, if she did, I don't remember. Right. Um, but it, it was just kind of interesting, and it's like something like again not not being in an area where you're around that all the time. Didn't right. even think about like about having any kind of um, uh, shiny shiny gear. Um, I know. Ashley told me about um, certain shark guys will want you to have all black gear. Right, because um, he looks like a seal? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so all black, black. <laughs> no, I think they want you to have all black gear so you don't have anything like, like in that same realm of that mm -hmm. not shiny that like ends up attracting them. Mm -hmm. so, I don't know. That makes sense. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I just... If I see a shark, I'd be so excited. Oh, yeah. But like you said, like if people are uneducated and all that, they just won't be able to appreciate it. And I don't think that should be something that you should stay away from scuba diving. If you're so scared of sharks, just go, don't go in an area that maybe has sharks. Right, right. Mm -hmm. um, which, okay. I'm only gonna do lake dives. <laughs> you know? Right, well, lake diving and stuff like that, which is still cool, but yeah. it's not the same as you know scuba diving. Right. But right. even so, it, it like same, and I'm not as cool as the ocean. Well, I guess so. But I got scuba diving. <laughs> this go into the ocean, so that's just my connection to it. But yeah, I don't know. And then there's like they put on this website. So I got this from a certain website. And they put sharks and okay. other marine animals. And there was a couple other animals on there that they listed, like, well, one of them they put sea urchins, which I don't feel like that should be a fear. Because if you're running into a, a thing that doesn't move, that's your own fault that you ran into something that stung you. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the, man, so there, there, was, there was one dive that, that I did. And we went through this swim through. But we, it had like two branches so you go one through okay no problem we went back around and went through and you go this one direction and he had to like almost crawl through this cool. <laughs> it's a short one you know very short one through it's it was right. one of those like 
oh, you see your dreams? Yeah. <laughs> just like, poke me. Right. And, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like one of those when I see him, I'm like, ah, stay away, stay away. Stay and, away, right. But it can also be one of those, okay, if, you know, be mindful if you're in, in a surgy area, okay, you know, you, you got to maintain some further distance just to be safe. Mm-hmm. But it, it goes back, it'll go back to, you know, maintaining your, your buoyancy if you're afraid of, of sea urchins. You got to make sure that you're not dropping down and bam, hitting the bottom. <laughs> right. and, oh, just uh, going oh, straight down. <laughs> um, yeah. Part of it too is, you know, making sure that you're wearing protective gear. Um, like I said, I, I've, I've been going in, in warm water and still wearing a full five mil wetsuit and gloves just to help protect, you know, just in case that you bump into something. And how do you feel about more rails? Oh, they're, they're, they're cool to see. Yeah, well, apparently I, people are scared of those too. <laughs> they're, they're just there in the rock and just like, hey. They always look like you're laughing to me. <laughs> like they well, have they, a trick to tell. <laughs> no, they look angry. Honestly, you think so? Like, I think they look angry, but they're just like, they're just like, hey, <laughs> bitch. Again, it's not like they're coming out to like attack you. Just, just, they you only look them? angry because they have those pointy teeth coming out. Like that, and I think it's just the way their faces, um, and the way, and isn't it? I think it's the way they're they're feeding is just with their mouth open. They're they're sucking. Right. It stuff. actually like um it helps them like pump water through their gills. It helps them breathe. It's okay. the way that's why they open their mouth like that. So they're not trying to, to particularly scare you off. They're just trying. They're probably right. scared themselves and probably breathing right. more and then pumping the water mm-hmm. through their gills. So that's probably no. that situation. But I did hear a scary story from one of the eels. So yeah. the, one of the shop owners, Alex, he actually uh-huh. got bit by an eel. And that's yeah. because he was um, trying to go for one of the lobsters under the rocks. So I don't yeah. know if a lot of people know this, but a lot of the eels will kind of like herd a lobster. And they'll basically get a little lobster and they'll wait for it to grow up and then they'll eat it. So protecting it's a little, you know, snack for later. So... Uh... It's it's uh it's a little cattle. Um, yeah, basically like cattle. You're he's yeah. like herding his own cattle. So Alex went in there and saw the lobster because they were lobster hunting, and went and grabbed. Didn't see that that there was an eel nearby. And if it sees you oh. go after lobster, it's gonna grab onto Protect- you. Oh no! And so it grabbed onto his uh, hand, and they're not poisonous or anything, but there was so no. much bacteria in its teeth that his hand got super infected and mm-hmm. so <laughs> he doesn't go near them anymore but yeah but obviously you're only going to get bit if you're sticking your hand in their face or right. trying to go after their herd or anything like that like he just made the mistake and he even admits like that was a mistake he made but i don't pr- like find them scary it's just maybe to no. stay out of their way another buoyancy right. thing like don't just get in their face right um I was, yeah, this, this last trip, I was kind of like, I was helping guy to dive and mm-hmm. like, you know, it was still, you know, very new at that part of it. And so I'm like, okay, I gotta go find cool stuff. So I'm there with the light. Oh, look, here's the eel. Oh, look, here's the eel, you know? <laughs> right. And then uh, eels and uh, that, that dive specifically found a lot of eels and puffers. 
Um, I always find like the the green morays are very very abundant. Oh, yeah, kind of abundant there in San Carlos. And I was mm -hmm. like seeing the little spotted eels. The like spotted seeing. eels are so cute. They're not very many, like you said. I've only no, seen maybe right. like three total. There was like a black and white spotted one, maybe mm -hmm. a yellow and green one. But I mostly seen the big green morails. Right. Is most common. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, there, uh, and it's cool. I've, the first trip I went on, um, Ian and I saw one, and it came. Oh no! It, yeah, yeah, it was out of the rocks. So you see its whole body and just oh, like that's rare. Yeah. You don't see that too often where they yeah. come out of the rock because they're usually really shy and they kind of just want to hide right. in under the rock. So yeah. that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And that was in one of your first dives. That was um that was my my and Ian's like first dive where both of us were certified like it was that that trip that weekend we had seven total dives and you had to have our four to uh, be open water certified and which actually he <laughs> he got uh, sick on the first day so he missed his first two. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Yeah, That's my fear actually. Yeah. Now he now he's golden. He's he's got whenever he's on the boat, he's got his mechazine and so yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, but uh so it was, he, we had he had two more dives with, with Chris. Like he had already gone through none of the skills, but he just had to be with Chris. And then you know, the thing is like our very last one of that, that weekend, we were just kinda of over here like, Oh cool, check this out. <laughs> How cool is that? Like on one of your very first dives, official dives of being right. a divers. You saw that. That's really and cool. I saw one in too, actually, like out and like slithering, like going from rock to rock. That's that awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, one more. I, there is a whole list of uh, animals that people are afraid of. I kind of just picked the ones that we see often. And okay. another one that people put on there was sea lions. That's just, That's just crazy to me. I, literally, yeah. they're the puppies of the sea. Are you scared of dogs? That's what I was thinking. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't there know. are I, people that are scared of dogs, but yeah. I mean, they're... I try to put some logic to their answer, and I could maybe because they're fast. Um, they oh, do kind and... of sneak up on you and they get up to your face, but it's all in play. They want to play right. with you. So well, it, it'd be interesting to see. Okay, this the survey, right? right. Was it a survey? Did they survey uh, scuba divers, or was this? Yeah, it was like people that are the fear of scuba diving. That's like that haven't been in the water with them. That haven't been in. Right, so, right. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming. It doesn't say, but it's just like right. people that are fear that from to start scuba diving. That's what huh. I'm assuming. Okay. And so, man, um, that, I mean, how can you look at a sea lion and think it's scary? <laughs> Right. Any, anytime when we go, or you know, we go out to uh, San Pedro Island, we're like, and guess what? We got the sea lions here. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, I don't know. You know. The only thing, you know, the things that we always tell the KB be cautious about is, uh, you know, one you talked about with the, the bull. Whenever yeah. they're going back and forth, they're saying, "Do not cross this line." Um, right. You know, it's got a big knot in his head, so just best one you know, stay away from. And then, okay, yes, they are. And yes, they are adorable, but they are still wild creatures, so don't try and touch them. Yeah, don't and touch them, obviously. The fingers, don't, don't put them out. I think <laughs> yeah, they'll try to nip at your fingers so if you, you put your hands in their face, right? Right. So mm -hmm. just keep them here, or if you don't, you know. Just don't just, touch them. 
that's right. pretty much like just don't so touch. I think uh, I think those people need to go out to San Carlos go to San Pedro Island and just experience it they should need to try it out for themselves because I don't yeah. know I like playing with the sea puppies even when like some of the divers they have like stories or even videos of like the puppies like nipping at their little mask and stuff just trying yeah. to play with them and I think it's so cute I've got a friend that um, he was doing the skill of, you know, taking off the BC underwater and putting it back on. Well, let's go put it back on. There's one that actually grabbed his bit and took took his BC. Oh, my like, God. On, like, not too far away. I mean, he still got it, but he's got, a, he's got a bite out of his BC from the sea lion. Oh my gosh, Which, that's so crazy. That's so cool. Very rare. So don't, that is like, hey, rare. Don't, don't, don't think of that as a, um, for people watching that haven't been with sea lions, don't think that happens often. And no, it definitely doesn't happen. They're just, again, trying to play. They're not being aggressive. Oh yeah, they're always trying to play. Like, if you spin, they spin type thing. It's so cute. Right, right. But I thought those are the top three that I found that were kind of hard to see as something to be scared of but i could other? try to put some logic behind it of why they're scared. oh sure oh yeah. i mean especially if you never tried it before just because you, you you know there's so much in hollywood you know um a nice shark that you normally see doesn't isn't good television <laughs> right everything's uh, jaws right you know? right mm-hmm. what were the other two uh well we have three more so the oh. next one was the other one you guessed, claustrophobia. Claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't. The way I try to put logic behind that one is maybe the pressure of the water, feeling with all the gear and the pressure. Unless you're like in a cave or something, the claustrophobia. Right. Of that. Right. And that for that, I I'm, I think part of it is feeling like you're not actually gonna a full breath whenever you have the regulator in and you're underwater and I, that, that could that could be mm-hmm. part of it and maybe even just the bc feeling like it's and all the weight awesome. in your bc right so mm-hmm. i because i feel like actually that's part of you know why my mom was kind of like eh, like not not big fan of of, of scuba diving so and again it could be the conditions now if it's kind of right. dark and you're not really seeing much then yeah or it's murky and you don't see very much right. and stuff like that right. but if you're able to see a lot then maybe that that changes yeah well i think another like we talked about earlier it's just one of those skills that if you decide you do want to scuba dive and you have this fear maybe just take it slow and then tell your dive buddy that you have this kind of fear and then you guys can just do things slow together and then you know just breathe. Yeah. Just remember to breathe is like the number one. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Never hold I've your breath. <laughs> never. I've never really come across an experience that I've seen someone with this type of fear, I don't think. But yeah. I could see why they have this fear. For sure. Right. Well, just like your mom. Like, if you said the same thing. Like, she just could just be trapped. So, like, another situation like a, where she can go to another area might help. Right. Exactly. The uh, they're in the blue hole, which it's it, all it is is just yeah, it's literally the, just the hole. <laughs> yeah. Hole, so mm-hmm. yeah, dark I think she would like it if she gave it another go. Maybe, maybe. 
And then the next one is running out of air. So yeah, yeah I, I can, so, I can see it, but you should learn yeah. like proper air management. And they teach you that in your class, how to properly right. manage your air. And when you have buddies, you guys always air check and there's all like, a lot of regulations to go around that here. Right. So yeah, going back to that is, yeah, making sure that you're always checking your gauges, you know, I think uh, you know one of the instructors was talking about you know because I, I sat in on, on a class and he was talking about like how many of you have uh, ever uh, run out of gas in your car you know <laughs> it was <Right>. like, <laughs> like so that was a matter of you not really checking your fuel gauge like right yeah yeah and I I, I joked because like I I I did raise my hand I was like well it was also like a bad gauge <laughs> not working so it was like I had to figure out is it's using other means to figure out how much gas I have but mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it's like checking your gauges and making sure that you're you're on it and then um making sure that those gauges work but they also teach you if you run out of air and you're not close to your buddy what to do in an emergency ascent mm -hmm. if you're down below well you've got all this compressed air as you start going up, it's going to expand. You have all this extra air in your hose, your BC, that's now going to start expanding. So you can have your regulator in. Oh, oh, I can't breathe. Okay. Oh, okay. I better go up. Keep breathing out. Keep breathing out. Okay. If you need to take a breath, now once you've gone up a little bit, again, still going at a, a safe ascent, you know, you still don't want to go too fast. Um, okay. Oh, I have some air in there now, you know, because now that compressed air has now expanded some in the, the hose lines and everything, but you actually have some air, air again. But again, this is still. Yeah, and that's a good point. Yeah, but I, can, I don't I think a lot understand. of people know that, too, that you will, when you go up a little bit, you'll get that air back again. And right. it depends how deep you are and what level of dive you are to know that situation. But like, since these are people that are scared of scuba diving, they don't know things like that. Mm -hmm. So their argument is like, what if I get bad equipment, which is pretty rare in itself. Cause I tried looking up situations like that. And even if you get a bad regulator where it has like a failure or anything like that, it does like a free flow. So then you'll have too much right. air it, like essentially. Right. And so you're overdosed with air. So there really shouldn't be a situation where you run out of air unless you're really not checking your gauges. Right. So mm -hmm. on, on talking about that, um, do you have Dan insurance? I do. <laughs> there you go. So mm -hmm. have you got the, the annual report as far as um, uh, diving accidents? Mm, I don't think so. Not yet. I got it, I got it in, mm -hmm. in an email. I got oh, okay. It, it an attachment um, uh -huh. quite a couple months ago. Uh -huh. and it, and I just, I just skimmed through it, but it breaks down and, and tell you, okay, they're out of the whole world. Um, these were how many uh, deaths were reported um, uh, from scuba diving accidents. This is, you know, what they were, you know, what the, the, the determined cause was. This was, and then there were this many uh, injuries and this is what determined the cause was. And I want I, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I want to say most of them actually um, 
people being, you know, idiots with uh, animals, like diver messing area, with, messing with them. Exactly, diver error, diver error, but messing with animals when they shouldn't have been. So that um, was the number one. I, I think as far as injuries, right, I right, think. right. Again, I said, don't quote me on it. Mm -hmm. um, go see the damn quote yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, there was, you know, I don't think there was anything in there that was reported as equipment error. Yeah, it's supposed to be really, really rare because that's why I couldn't find too many situations with that because I tried researching that part before. That way, if anyone did have an argument against it, and that was the only thing I could find is that you'll end up having too much error if you have a free flow problem with the malfunction of your regulator. Right but it's so rare for that to happen. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I do get that fear as well, as just as long as all the other ones. Um, but just check your gauge every now and then. Right. They teach you in classes to check your gauge and all that fun stuff. And then the last one, <laughs> probably I can relate to, is the fear of failure, which is like my stress and bustier class. I don't want people to watch me fail. So I could see right. that, but... I don't know if you you can only not or fail if you not fail if you don't try. The like failure you would be, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. You, you have to try, but I mean, the, the failure being, I mean, I, I could see you know getting into it that if you're you know not comfortable with your skills that you're the fail, the the fear of failing is in like you're not going to get actually get certified because you're not able to to do x and y skill yeah or like i don't know maybe if they have a trip coming up and they didn't pass their class and so now they can't go on this trip i'm not really sure of the situation of that fear but i well, guess i could kind of relate yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure on the fear side of it but i mean i know you know it's it's one of those that if, if you're having a hard time with certain skills to go back and practice and keep practicing and only you know dive with what you're comfortable with you know if if you're having a hard time with um if you if you're uncomfortable with doing a boat dive and but you're comfortable with doing shore dives do shore dives for a while practice that if you're or and then go in and start doing you know practicing a you know giant stride but practice it with say just your bc without any other gear with your bc fully inflated that you can just okay practice okay i'm floating practice i'm floating and you know stuff like that and stuff like that too you can even practice at the pool um so i think and some of that too can be if you're if you're feeling uncomfortable about any of that trying to do and and this is this becomes part of the job of a of a dive master is recognizing people that don't look comfortable and trying to notice figure out what what they're uncomfortable with mm -hmm. and what there to help them get over that you know try and you know and get over that fear without like without you know with while while being reasonable i think you know it's like me, ah suck it up you're fine yeah well i think if anyone does have this fear of being a failure or anything maybe like my recommendation would be get a good dive buddy like wants to do scuba diving with you that way you guys can feed off each other because i know when i do a lot yeah. of dives with sarah and stuff i'm way more mm -hmm. confident because i know she has my back if anything goes wrong right. and 
we kind of know each other because we learned like a lot with diving with each other and so I always felt super like comfortable diving with her so Mm -hmm. I just say get a good dive buddy maybe yeah a lot and part of you know talking about that of trying to, to feed off of each other you know do a do a debriefing after each dive Mm-hmm. like hey you know with, with each other like hey you did this well you did this well um mm-hmm. oh i noticed that you were doing this better than you did last time you know right stuff like that. that's exactly what we do and then we have like different like signs and stuff how we talk underwater mm-hmm. and like so you learn a lot when you're with the same person for a right. while so right. I, I don't know i think that'd be my best recommendation is get a good yeah. dive buddy and then yeah, you can just a- learn your own tricks and feed off each other and tell you you know do your stories or film together, whatever you guys want to do. Right. And that cancels so what, what off if, a lot of fear. Right. So what if you are going somewhere and you don't, you're not going with your typical dive buddy? I have been getting better with making new friends. <laughs> and especially <laughs> yeah. with me moving out of country where I'm not going to know literally no one. I right. um, have to face that fear on my own. But I think I'm getting better where I'm starting to learn and to put myself out there more and you know, we'll see. We'll see. you'll see video, well, less videos if that means I haven't made any difference. <laughs> well, that, I think that's where you're, you're gonna have to. Okay, if you're going out on, on a charter or going, mm-hmm. you know, a guided shore dive, that you're like going to the dive master, like, hey, I need a dive buddy. Right. And you might, and they'll pair you up, and I think start off you know, like telling each other, you know you know backgrounds and stories of like hey this is why i'm here to dive and this is how long i've been diving this is you know stuff like that and or you get to know okay just from introducing each other and like also looking at their gear yeah uh, okay how this is how experienced they are yeah. and what i should look out for you know or and stuff like that you know even when I met you the first time, I don't think I really talked to you like a lot because the only thing I remember from that trip in particular is <laughs> <was> really <laughs> funny was that you thought, I, well, I thought you said that you saw squirrels off the side right. of the boat. Right. And then I was like, because you're like, oh, look at all the squirrels over there. I'm like, damn, this guy <laughs> has really good eyesight because he can see squirrels from the boat. And you were trying to say squirrels. And that's Girl. the only thing. <laughs> So with a G, with a, the G with an H sound, it's a squirrel. squirrel. No, it's called Saguaro. <laughs> squirrel. No. Oh it's my gosh. And I remember, that's the only thing I remember. And, and Sarah's right. like, I think he's trying to say Saguaro. I'm pretty sure he's saying squirrel. <laughs> no. Well, I know. And, and that was, uh, I, I had the, the mustache. The mustache, yes. You were the mustache man. That's how I remember. The mustache man that said squirrel. Like, yeah. see squirrels from the boat. But um, even then, I was like, since I had Sarah, I was like, oh, I don't really have to talk to you anymore. But I'm well, getting yeah. much better at doing this. <laughs> when we're, you guys weren't even staying at the, the hotel that trip, were you? No, we were. We oh, just, okay. just kind of did our own thing. Like, we would... Right. Uh, dive with you guys in the morning on the boat and then we would snorkel afterwards we would still be back in the ocean so we wouldn't make the dinner so by the time we got back to dinner we were barely getting back into the room so we were we were pretty much on our own dives the whole time but 
Yeah, we're getting better at that. <laughs> Talking to people yeah, more. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that was everything. So all right. Um, since you don't have any fears of diving, do you want to share maybe a funny story you want to leave off with or a good experience mm. or anything that we should end the podcast with? Let's see. Just to put you on the spot. As far as like diving goes or yeah, diving or anything ocean related that has to do with the water. It doesn't have to be diving necessarily. Okay, okay. Let's see a good funny story. Or a good story of like an encounter you had besides the you know besides everything else. Oh okay, I'll we'll just say I I'm just gonna leave a good a good tip for if okay. you're ever diving if you're ever diving in Kona. Kona being the is the is uh part of the uh, the big island of Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a really cool experience because there's so much to do outside of just diving. Um, so whenever Aspen and I got there, we the next day did a shore dive, but we only did a shore shore dive in the morning uh, because we were going to do this you know full tour on a, on a van of the whole island, which we knew that we were gonna our, our elevation was gonna be changing a lot. So it was like, okay, we're gonna do something just one in the morning. And then we'll, we'll, we'll be good, which we made a good day of that because we went and uh, we did the shore dive. Then we went um, a little further south to the south southernmost point of the U.S., um, which was fun cliff diving there. And then there's the green sand beach. Yeah. So that was all really cool to do. So then at the end of our diving, um, our last uh, uh, boat dive, um, we, we were planning on going the next day to actually do a, a few more shore dives. Um, but we, there was another guy on the boat that showed us these pictures that he went to go take, um, up at the, uh, observatory, uh, which is up at 14,000 feet. So again, it's like, okay, you can't, right. you can't, you can't go diving and then the next day go up and have a big elevation change because of the nitrogen that you have in your system. And so that instead of doing the the, di the shore diving that next day, we just kind of made a you know leisurely day of just mess around uh, you know, without doing any diving, mm -hmm. so that the following day we can go up and take these awesome pictures. The uh, the guy um, we ended up doing, um, so it was, you know had the background where you have the uh, the picture of the Milky Way behind us. Wow. Um, and so what he basically ends up doing is, you know, opening up the, the camera shutter to allow light in, right? And then like the last second, flashes the bulb so to where you can see us without over, over flooding the uh, picture with light. Right. So my, my tip would be for if you're ever diving in Kona to save some time to be able to go up to the observatory for pictures like that. Um, you know, Shout out for that guy is epictours.com is where, where you'd want to go to contact to, to do those pictures. Yeah, I'll link all that below. That way, if anyone actually is in that area and they go, they can go and check that out. But right. you bring up a really good point because even on a lot of trips in, that I've at least been on, they recommend always having a rest day at the end anyways. Mm -hmm. so that way, if you get on a plane or you have to drive over a certain elevation or whatever, wherever you're at, you should be having that rest day or on the very right. last day. That way you, right. can, you can avoid that problem. 
yeah so. and and then obviously when you're there I, there's the the, um, the manray night dive which is always oh, like yeah. that was that was awesome um, i've seen a few people was, do that which is really cool yeah and I, and I still need to post a video on that one that put put together just i got a lot of footage on that one but i was sitting there with my gopro and laying in the sand because they overweight you and just laying mm -hmm. there coming up and i'm just rolling and rolling you know whenever he whenever the the guy with the the manor was just like coming over my head i'm just rolling to get like good shot of him i didn't so know they cool. overweighted you for that dive so you just kind of <laughs> lay down and they come over you yeah you're cool. only at, like, it was like 35 feet yeah, yeah but that's still really like, cool there you have to do that dive Wow, because the even though if I did the manta dive in Bali, we kind of just swam around with them. So that's a whole nother experience. That's really cool. Yeah, and this was this is a night one night dive, and it was um, you know, you had a bunch of lights set up, and the plankton are attracted to the light, and the manta rays eat the plankton. Mm -hmm. So they're just coming in like, no, I'm not. Right. They're just, it's dinner time. <laughs> right. And, and I, 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 I want to say that he kept coming to me because every diver, they give you a primary light that you're uh -huh. holding. Right? Well, I also had my own personal primary light that I had on and my secondary light that I had on just to have them on. And oh. then I had a light on the little GoPro rig that I had just set up. Be, be vertical. He's like, this guy's lighting up all the plankton. I'm coming right <laughs> over him. <laughs> right, right. That's really cool. So if anyone wanted to see these videos of yours or anything like that, what's your Instagram? So both Instagram and YouTube are mm -hmm. JW Guppy. So it's J-W-G-U-P-P-Y. Okay. And for anyone that's listening, I'll put that in the show notes as well. So that way you can check them out say hi, whatever you want to do, and see his awesome videos, because he's posting way more than me anyways, so you should probably go to his account, because I'm not doing anything but working right now, but soon, I promise, I'll start posting some more stuff, but... they put some uh, back footage. Right, <laughs> back footage, but thank you so much for being on this podcast and yeah. sharing all your stories, and it was awesome, yeah. was and then, yeah, I appreciate it, so yeah, thank you, and, and that's a wrap. So I'll see you later, you. and hopefully I get to do some more dives with you in the future yeah. when I get back from New Zealand. <laughs> when I get back, and we can do some oh, more yeah. Mexico dives with right. um, Aspen and Ethan and Sarah. We can all do a trip together. It'll be awesome. Ian, yeah. Ian, not Ethan. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> he, he'll be watching. He'll be watching. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no harm done there. Right. But yeah, right. we'll plan something when I get back, and that'll be awesome. But thanks All again, right. and I hope you have a good night. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know this is a bit longer podcast, but I thought it was super casual and really fun, and I really enjoyed it. It's kind of the style of podcast I'm going for is uh, just to sit here and have a conversation more where it's not set up as a, I like an interview unless I really don't know the person. So I really enjoyed it. I don't know about you guys, but let me know. So with that being said, thank you so much for Justin for being on this podcast and sharing your stories for someone that hasn't been diving for very long, about a year. Uh, you do have a lot of stories and great advice to tell and share with everyone. So I really appreciated it. 
and um, if you do decide to go down the road of being a dive master, you're going to do really great. Also, I feel like I should mention that we are not uh, dive professionals. We are in love with the sport. And if anyone has these fears that we talked about, um, feel free to reach out to me. I can get you in contact with a dive professional that can talk about these fears more in depth and probably give you better advice. I know we were just chatting and we're just going off our own experiences and the experiences that we have seen from other people. But um, again, we are not professionals and so I hope no one got offended. I was re-watching it and um, I think we were both really professional about the topic, but I know people have reached out to me and I try giving out their, my best advice when it comes to fears and I try to put myself in other people's shoes, but I can't really give the advice if I don't have the professional background, but I will be more than happy to connect you with a dive professional. If you are one, like one of those people that want to get into scuba diving or maybe snorkeling or anything to do with the water um, and help you overcome that fear because starting scuba diving for me was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. And now I'm part of like this scuba family. So I know with the family will all be able or be here to help you out. So. Please feel free to reach out and if you have any stories or something you want to reach out and say and tell me, uh, feel free to or reach out to Justin too. Uh, you have his Instagram and uh, his YouTube and stuff now so just go ahead and reach out and say hi to him. So I want to try to make this quick since it is a longer podcast but my tip this week uh, for those of you that are new to listening to the podcast each week or each episode I should say since I don't post every week yet. Uh, I post a new tip to reduce plastic waste. So I did an episode with my parents and we talked about how we didn't use plastic for three months. And one of the big topics on that podcast and highly requested items was these silicone Ziploc bags. So you have your regular plastic Ziploc bags that you can use to put your sandwiches in or whatever people use Ziploc bags for um, to store food mostly. and um, they purchased these silicone Ziploc bags and they're pretty indestructible. You can use them in the microwave, you can put them on the stove, you can freeze your food in them. Um, so anything you want to store in a Ziploc bag, you can put it in these silicone baggies. So I went and purchased them for myself um, and used it and so far I've only had them for a week and I've stored like, I go when I go to my second job I pack like pineapple or whatever, just snacks for later. Um, they're way more durable and it keeps my food uh, fresh longer, so it's really cool. Um, I know people use for like divers and stuff, they use Ziploc baggies to put their phone and stuff in. So I actually plan on taking some, because they came in a pack of six, to New Zealand with me and putting my shampoos and, and like bars of soap and stuff in each one of these little baggies because you can reuse and use these for different situations so I plan on just washing it and then storing it for my food later when I do go on dive trips and stuff because I hopefully don't plan on eating out too much because I heard New Zealand's a bit more expensive but um, that's my tip for today I'm gonna put the link below if you guys are interested in purchasing that um, and if you have any more questions for me about anything on the podcast that we talked about today Ziploc bags or 
if you just want to talk about your fears, whatever you want, um, I'll put it my link below as well for my Instagram and um, email. So feel free to reach out. And yeah, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you everyone for being so supportive of the podcast and keep the feedback coming because I'm enjoying it and just makes me feel really good that you guys are listening and learning with me and going along this journey of mine and figuring out what to talk about and not really know what I'm doing, but it's pretty fun and I love how you guys are so supportive and so great about it. So I will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks and yeah, see you soon. Okay, bye.